0: My name's John Downs,
1: I'm the founder of the Center for Fortune Zoology, and you're listening to Inside the Goblin Universe. Hello again, folks, and welcome to another edition of Paranormal UK Radio's Inside the Goblin Universe. My name is Ronald Murphy. I'm Brian Bowden. And we are your host today for this evening show, which is actually a follow up from last week's show uh concerning protection when dealing with the world of the paranormal yes, and uh you know it was an interesting uh it flew by the hour flew by uh We've we sort of discovered that there was much more to this uh, than meets the eye and how layered the idea of protection uh, concerning uh, confronting certain paranormal entities or situations could be. And we're on here with a, a very knowledgeable person by the name of Cindy Dove. Cindy do you happen to be with us there today?
0: Yes, thank you, Ron.
1: How are you doing? Uh, hey, we're, we're glad to have you back inside the Goblin Universe with us and uh, for anybody that is inside the Goblin Universe. I think that we need to talk a little bit deeper about the idea of protection. Uh, we started to talk about smudging, uh, so we don't go off on any tangents like we did last time, which was <laughs> perfectly fine with me. But uh, let's try to, to to take this entire hour and talk about the real meat and potatoes of, of, of the idea of uh, protection. So uh, before we go further, let us finish up where we left off last week, Talking about smudging uh, regarding sage and and those types of herbs. Uh, so to go into a little bit more detail, when do you do this? Well, when do you not do it? Why do we do this?
0: Okay, especially if you're dealing with the paranormal, you need to actually do this. Sage yourself, protect yourself, and before you go out on any. Investigation. Now, this is—I mean, this is really necessary if you're going to one of these places where there is dark energy, where there is has been things that we know have done. We know the place is not a very good place. First of all, unless you really want to know, unless you really are able to handle it, I wouldn't even involve anybody going to these places. I agree. But- also yep. I mean, because there's a saying when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> true. So yeah, I mean so you have to you have to really have a mindset that you're are you are able mentally, spiritually, and physically able to go to these places and you will be able to handle what you see. Because this is not for the faint of heart. A lot of people will go on one of these investigations, and they'll find out that they are terrified, and they're not able to do it. If you're that person, don't do it. Yeah, you're like you're like a because, beacon to
2: all these these spirits that want to get out of there or have me, me, you know ill will towards you. They love when you come in. It's you're you're fresh meat, and they're gonna go right home with you. They're gonna surprise you. <laughs>
0: That's right. And what the, when you go to any of these places, what the most important thing is belief and intent. And what I mean by that, once you, pure, you could use sage, you could actually use holy water to put a cross on your forehead, um, visualize the purity of life. But you, you, intent, what I mean is you have to intent for this protection. The, you have to have the intent that I'm going to face this down that I'm not afraid, that right. I'm protected
1: by the light. Yep. Yeah, I think, I, mean, I, think that, the, I think the Warrens who investigated the uh, Amityville case, the Amityville horror case, uh, talked about, uh, uh, you know, projecting a, a, a protection, a circle of light around you to encase yourself in that uh, kind of uh, protective light. Uh, it, is that a good thing, too, a visualization of protecting yourself in some sort of holy or some sort of
0: impermeable light source? Yes, I talked a little bit about that last week. Yes, you surround yourself in a sh- It's basically going to become your shield. You re- reinforce this shield with belief and intent. To And you can use any entity, any religion, but you visualize this white bubble that's completely around you. It needs to be an inch wide, at least an inch thick. You visualize this bubble. You say to yourself... I am protected. No evil, no energy can enter my domain. And you mean it because it's the intent and the belief. And, yes, I mean, I don't go on any investigations. I don't even do them on the phone unless I'm doing this. Right. Which I have this visualization. You can also use this for everyday life. People can just visualize this every single day to, to minimize the amount of just complete negative energy that's coming in. But especially if you're going on an investigation, I mean, this is a must. And while you're on the investigation, you have to keep this visualization, I'm sorry, you have to keep this shield. And you have to, the intent is, I will not be afraid. I will not have anything touch me. I am strong. I am surrounded in the light and love with the holy light.
2: Yep, we, we always say nothing but out. love and light when we do our investigation. As, right. we're smudging, as, as we're smudging, we say nothing but love and light will be with us. Nothing but love and light will go with us. That's what we always say.
0: That's right. And when you're going in the, into it, to, in the investigation, if you start to feel um, like you're getting bombarded with this energy, just push the energy back with your rebel and your white light say you You cannot harm me you cannot do anything to me i am protected by love and light. and actually these entities can't do anything to you
2: right one of the things when you when cindy was mentioning about pushing back one of the things that i do and I haven't I didn't do this initially but um, I've been I've been doing this a lot more lately when I'm in that bubble when I'm creating this 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 field and bubble around not only myself but my every member of my family in um, my home and my property and my persons um, if something if I feel something's coming at me I literally envision the bubble getting bigger expanding in size and getting thicker so it's like no you're not coming anywhere near here you're not allowed here and I say that as well in my head. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. And I think for
1: all of our listeners that are listening to the show inside the Goblin Universe and are thinking this kind of has a new age feel to it, I, I do have to point out that there is biblical precedent for such a thing. If we think about the Apostle Paul uh, writing his letter to Ephesians talking about uh, spiritual warfare and having to put on the armor of God, you know, he's not talking about physical, tangible armor. He's talking just about what we're talking about right now to to fight any kind of evil because we're not necessarily talking about in every case about a dead person soul that is lingering here that just happened to be a nasty person in life and is now a nasty person in death but we also have to remember that we're going into places we're talking about mental institutions and prisons and this might also be the haunt of what we would call demonic spirits as well so we have to understand that this might not just be um, regular ghost hunting we might be dealing with actual spiritual warfare that has been talked about, you know, in the Bible and and, and in in the Torah and, you know, in various religions around the world.
0: That's absolutely correct. In fact, I mean, this is not anything new. This is not new age. This has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And you're right. When they were talking about in the Bible, when they were getting outfitted or putting on their armor, they're basically talking about what we're talking about putting on their shield, their white shield of protection. This is because, like I said, these, there's some really, really nasty places that um, a lot of people want to go to. And I don't, I disagree with this because you've got people that just go in there. And what happens, these things attach themselves, these energies to people that are taking these tours. They take it back home. And like I said, this can be subtle. What happened is, over a two, three-month period, all of a sudden, you're depressed. You're anxious. You're angry. And you have no idea why. And this is mm-hmm. this energy that is imprinted on yourself. Now, if you, I would advise everyone to do this, but I have a little... I was going to tell up around a little, a little... I guess you could call it a little prayer that actually works. You say... It, um, In Jesus, in the light of the Holy Spirit, please lift any unclean spirits, thoughts, or energy from my body and do whatever you deem necessary with them. This works. I have actually felt energy leaving my body through my head doing this little, you can call it a spell or prayer, whatever you want to. But you can do that every single day. Just say that. If you don't want to say, if, say you want to use something else, you can't. I mean, you can say, I ask this in love and light that any unclean spirits, thoughts, or energies, please be lifted from my body now. It absolutely works. Yeah, that's a good
1: point there, Cindy. Now, when we're talking about prayers or incantations, this also is a very ancient tradition, isn't it? Uh, one way to battle the force of the evil is by having Certain, I mean, we might call them, refer to them as magical sayings. You know, if we were in a more uh, pagan society, that's probably the way it would be uh, perceived. But there's always been words attached to um, the idea of spiritual warfare or confronting the dark side. And these
0: words do work. The words themselves have power. That's right. And what makes the words powerful is your belief and your intent. What I mean by that, when you say these, you say this is intent, I'm getting rid of these things. I believe they're gone. Now you can even if you don't believe, you can do this every day and what happens, you'll wake up a few months later and you do believe. It yes. will still help you. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I came across something and I recommend this. We're gonna put this up on, on our website which we're in development, but also on a group um it's uh it's the warriors of st michael um most people know him as father bob's group um and he usually deals with demonic entities um in more paranormal uh events i found a bunch of prayers on there and you there's certain prayers you fill in the blanks with your name or whoever's name you want um and i go say them um I have, I have no problem with it. It's, I'm not getting into the religious end of everything. I don't want people to think that we're in a religious kick right now. It's just um, there is a higher power that is there to protect you. These things work. You will instantaneously feel lighter. Um, right. I'm pretty skeptical right. about stuff like this, um, but it works. It's surprisingly <laughs> yeah. it does
1: work. Yeah, you know what, Brian? I think that that's a good point, what you just made there. Uh, we might be talking about prayers to say Michael when we mentioned the name of Jesus. But we have to understand that the idea of the divine, that there is a God, has been with us since the very beginning of yep. humanity. And we have been praying to that divinity uh, since we started the first You know, use words. Actually, there are some scholars that think that language and even writing – uh, came about. It was developed so we could express our ideas of the divine, which is really kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. Um, we don't think of ourselves as spiritual people nowadays. More and more people are moving away from that. And I'm not talking about people that go to church or believe some sort of dogmatic set of doctrine. No, the masses, they're moving uh, yeah, away exactly. from it Exactly. Everybody is moving away from this, and that is moving away from what makes us human, folks. I do stress this. Look, there's a lot of people that I talk to in my in my field that uh, are, you know, professed atheists, and they're going out there hunting demons. You know, it, it, it seems a little incongruous that that you have people out there not believing in the divine, but they have no reason not to accept. The idea that there's demons and evil forces out there. I'm telling you, folks, if you are a passive uh, weekend warrior, let us say, and you (laughs) go out there into graveyards or into, into mental institutions or into prisons, you are opening yourself up to forces that you simply are not aware that are there. Uh, I've been doing this for a number of years, and I will tell you that I find no reason, no sane reason to ever go into any place where people have died or have been killed or have been punished. You know, this is not the place where we go into. This is a place of human misery. And think about the things that linger there. But even worse, think about the things that are attracted to this, like a magnet. What kind of things are pulled in by human suffering and neglect? You know, that's what we're talking about here, folks. So, you know, this show is not one of those tongue-in-cheek shows. This isn't a a happy-go-lucky show. We have Cindy on the program today to talk about protection because I know even though Brian and I will tell all of you folks out there, be careful. You're still going to go out to these places. So if you aren't going to go out, at least heed our advice. Whenever you get in your car and you drive to this place out in the middle of nowhere because you think it's going to be fun, you know, try something. Please, I'm telling you, if you're not a religious person, say the prayer anyways. You know, let's try to get these spirits not to come back with you because once they come back to you with you, once they attach themselves
2: to you. It's really the, hard to get them off, I'll tell you that. And, and sometimes they don't come alone. Yeah, and and you have to understand something. If you have family members, if you are if you are a parent and you have children, and it doesn't have to be a young child; it could just be an older child. Believe me when I tell you, because I've seen this, I've witnessed it myself. People come home from these things. Oh, everything was fine. A couple weeks later, uh, this fighting going on. That's right. The the kids aren't coming home, or someone gets sick, or. There, there, there is a correlation to this, and you may not want to believe it, but there is. There's yeah. nothing wrong with going out there. Every religion has some kind of prayers, prayers of protection, um, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to say uh, uh, Psalm 23. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. Doesn't ha- hurt to say Our Father. Um, it Doesn't hurt to say Saint Michael's prayer, um, and then. But you have to believe it too. So, right. you know, right. and that that's the problem. Believe, but like, yep, yeah, like
1: Cindy said, though, if you say it enough it may actually kind of, you know, develop something into you to know that what you're going up against is just not everyday type of forces. There's something else out there that beyond your understanding and beyond your comprehension and the counterpoint to those darkness is indeed forces of light as well that will work on your behalf if you allow them and you believe in them and you call them. Yes. Yeah. but that's right. Yeah, yeah, you, know you guys are absolutely right. Go ahead. Well, 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 you know what? To put things in perspective, you know, just to, to talk about the idea of incantations, and, and we're going to go into amulets next. But if you would go back even 3,200 years, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, like ancient Babylon, there were vampiric forces out there that some people would call Lilith, you know, the name means, you know, one of the shadows, Uh, this was a a demon type of creature that was believed uh, very much by a lot of the cultures in the Fertile Crescent, uh, you know, in the Near East, and people would actually put um, amulets up in their homes, with prayers around it to ward against the spirit coming into the house. So if you would think about that, when we look back on history, you know, we've been doing this for, you know, six, 7,000 years that we know about, you know, these are the things that we can find in museums. Uh, the university of Pennsylvania has a great collection of these, of these amulets to ward off of evil. Uh, but you know, it, this has probably been going on since the very beginning. And indeed, if we would look at Neolithic, uh, uh, burial goods, there's a lot of things on there that, you know, people cannot explain. There's, you know, certain little figurines and certain little totems that are buried with people, and it's very, well, these were the things that were put in that grave Toward against the evil that that you know we automatically knew was out there in the world because we had such a, an affinity towards the natural world. You know we understood. You know before we have electric lights and before we have homes and automobiles and everything, the world was a much more frightening place. You know we were dependent upon each other to stay alive. We were dependent upon you know some sort of sovereignty to keep us alive, to give us rain, to give us food. But we've lost all that. We can go to the store now and nobody needs to worry about, you know, praying to God for, you know, food or anything because it's there now. Uh, But, you know, folks, I'm telling you, uh, we we really do need to open up, you know, to borrow a little bit of the idea from Hinduism. We need to open up that third eye and see what is beyond us, you know, what lies behind behind that veil, because humanity, in my opinion, is due for a wake up call.
2: (laughs) And we may be getting it from Yellowstone very soon. Yes, that's right, that's right. It's gonna be a so, big sir, wake up call.
1: Now, uh, now Cindy, let's go into <laughs> amulets now. What kind of amulets would you recommend for somebody to carry on them, to keep them to keep it in their house, just in case something tries to attach themselves or in case something does indeed follow them home?
0: Well, I mean you can anything can be an amulet, guys. Um, it doesn't even have to be a religious object. I mean, you could have a locket with a picture of a loved one can become an amulet because what you do is you put your love and light into that object. As a matter of fact, when you hear people talking about their carrying their lucky nickel, yep. that is an amulet. A lucky shirt, that's an amulet. They have endowed their belief that this is a lucky shirt, that this is a lucky penny. Same exact thing. That is amulets for people. So, if you, of course, if you're Christians, the biggest amulet all is the cross. You can wear absolutely, a cross, absolutely. Yep, yep, absolutely. all the time. In uh, whatever your spirituality is, you know, Wicca have different things they carry for their protection, and Buddhism. Everything. It doesn't matter, you guys. I mean, you can take anything as long as it's precious to you, and you believe it endows. Positive feelings and positive hopes and protects you, and therefore it will protect you. I recommend always always when especially when you're going to haunted places that are active to have an amulet yes, because you for well, one thing it boasts your beliefs in your in goodness and light. which always because you got your amulet that you can always feel in your pocket or around your neck, and what that does that just Reaffirms light and love. Reaffirms turning back to darkness with these amulets. And guys, there are, you can get on the internet and there are hundreds and hundreds of amulets. And I would, if you want to, don't have something at home, go to the internet and just go through all these pictures of amulets. And if you find one that resonates with you, order it when you get it and pile that amulet. Uh, you know, put your love and light in that ammo. Envelope. This animal is going to protect me. And it will. The pro- And you can do, the, even, like I said before, even if you don't believe in this, if you do it one day, two or three months later, it's true, you will believe in it. Because you have to, even if you're an atheist, you can go into these with saying that you want to be surrounded by light and love. No darkness can ha- can get to me. You, there's every single person can have their own way of making amulets. And I would recommend really carrying them every single day, just the way things are now. But especially if you're going in to investigation, I would take the amulet and I would actually, um, endow it with whatever my religion is or love and light. And this amulet will soak this up. And you will believe this, will be, this amulet is a shield. Because basically, this is what we want in all these things, a shield. Mm-hmm. And Ron is like, right, there is absolutely no reason for anybody to go to these places where there has been total misery, despair, sadness. It helps no one. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the spirits there. These places should be avoided.
2: And and let because me... Because... Yeah, no, I I, I I wanted to just touch on that for one second, Cindy. Yes, we're a paranormal base. We're talking about paranormal activity and, and people that are ghost hunters or what have you. But you have to understand something also. Everybody needs to know this. When you go to visit someone in hospital, you need an amulet. When you go visit someone and pay your respects at a funeral parlor or, or at a gravesite, believe it or not, you need an amulet. These are the same places that we go to. You don't necessarily have to go to a prison or to a mental institution, um, to searching out for dead spirits or whatever, these are around daily, and it will protect you right now. When you go visit grandma or or someone in the hospital, that amulet, even though your intention is to, to, you know just to sit, pay a visit and make, make sure they're okay, there are forces that are worked there. There's been lots of deaths in hospitals. There's lots of negativity in hospitals. You want something to protect yourself through daily life as well. And that's another reason why I think we wanted to do this program. Because it doesn't necessarily have to always go through... Um, the paranormal side of it this is something you need to have on you every day mm,
1: that's right and the Egyptians who really fundamentalized the idea of oh, yeah. life after death um, in their in their uh, process of mummification they would include an amulet called an at symbol which if anybody wants to look that up uh, it's actually called what we call it now the eye of Horus which is um, uh, a symbol to ward off uh, any evil kind of like the evil eye which uh, you know developed a little bit later when we look at like places like Italy and such, but if you think about the idea of amulets and, and protection from evil forces, um, if anybody has any gazing balls in their yard, which was quite popular in the 1970s, but it was a Victorian tradition, but you know, it was caught on again in the 70s, um, that was actually a way to deter any type of evil spirits and if something was coming upon you that its reflection would come back to it and then it would kind of uh, get frighten scared it away. away. get yeah. scared away right so when we think of things like witches balls or gazing balls this all has its origin back you know in the victorian era but you know it goes back much much further than that into uh, the the vast races of uh, antiquity but you know, we, we have these things now with simple yard ornaments or decorations, but they did mean something very powerful at one time. So, you know, maybe let's try to use these things in the way they were intended.
0: Well, yes, and as a matter of fact, you know how everyone puts the little garden gnomes in their mm. garden? Oh, yeah. This goes back centuries of putting um, these little gnomes and different types of uh, little creatures in mm. their house, in front of their house. We're still doing this, but people don't realize why we are still buying these garden gnomes. And, and like you said, the balls, because the, the colored balls are not really uh, popular here in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But that goes back thousands of years with these, these garden gnomes and all these other. It's really funny how a lot of things that, that's, that is common now actually had their roots in what we're talking about. It's just the disconnect that Rock's talking about. We have we have disconnected ourselves from nature, therefore we have disconnected ourselves from the planet, from the oneness. And yeah,
1: this,
0: that's right. I'm
1: psycho. No no, 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 I I, compl- I was just agreeing with you, Cindy. Just totally, wholeheartedly agreeing with you.
0: Right, and I tell you, a lot of this stuff, it's it's sad to say, but you attract what you are, okay? If you are negative, if you're angry, if you're envious, this is the type of energy that you attract. What we want to do is attract the positive energies So we want to believe in love and light and kindness. I recommend for everybody psyche in the whole world to do a random act of kindness once a month. And what I mean by that, you can do a random act of kindness, not, not, not expecting to get anything back from this. Basically, this soothes your soul and your psyche because this is what we are supposed to be doing. And doing these little acts of kindness can actually draw away the negative energies and bring positive energy to you where positive things can happen. So, I mean, it's just little things that you practice, you know. And another thing you don't do, when you go in investigations or basically anywhere, do not say, I'm not smart enough to do this. I'm not good enough to do this. Never say this. Always stop yourself and say, yes, I am smart enough. Yes, I am a good person. Because when we say things like, Oh, my luck is so bad, and this always happens to me. No, you want to, you want to stop that right then. Say no, my look is good. This never happens to me because words have power, guys. Yes, words have power.
2: That's why the chanting so, is always going on. When when, when you when you're saying um, in different religious services, it's over and over again. It's the chant. It's the chant. You know, and you keep saying it over and over again. Your words have a lot of power. And that aids in you believing in that power um you'll you'll find that if you do this and Cindy just challenged everybody to do a random act of kindness, I actually just did that when we were at, I was at Pine Bush a couple of weeks back um, bought somebody dinner didn't know them, but it was just a you know it was a mother of someone that got off the phone with their child and uh, just wanted to let her know that, that her mom's really crazy, you know, but um, I just found it very interesting, cute, and, and uh, I liked it, and I got up for my meal, and I paid for their meal, and I walked out. Um, I wasn't expected to get stopped. I just drove off. I'm sure it shocked the heck out of them, but I felt good about it. Um, but once you start doing right. these, these posit- this positiveness and the, th- the positive thinking, the random acts of kindness, you're going to see things start happening for you. That's um, right. That's right. And, and, if, yeah. if,
1: if we, if we look at the teachings of Buddhism. I mean, you, what, what you did was was awesome. But if, even if you're not in the position to, to do something monetarily, uh, Buddhism stresses that even if you walk down the street, you could wish – goodness on everybody you pass by something that simple that direction of thought that focusing of intent to make somebody's life better think of everybody in the world would do that the kind of energy the kind of positive energy that would now be injected into this very dreary dark place that we live in you know this we could change the entirety of humanity—if everybody would do this—and we're not talking about giving up tons of money. We're not talking about exchange of money at all. We're talking about just intent, just good thoughts out there, my friends. Let yeah. me urge you:
2: hold you the know, door, hold the door for somebody. Um you know, say thank you and please. And it—people are shocked. Um, I'm fairly polite until you get me angry. Um, <laughs> and, and, and but in general, when I'm like, "Oh, thank you very much," they look at you strange because they've never heard it before. That's right that's and, right and, that's and, and it's just it's always good to take people leave people a little bit on not really, you know riveted um, by doing these things. It's great, yes, but yes. this carries over into your investigations too. If that's you're right. positive throughout your life and you continue to do positive things, nothing's gonna hurt you. It's that's not right, gonna happen. They don't want you they, <laughs> they, they really do. They want those people that are have alter egos, alter goes, you know like the like ideals and kind you know what they want you know money, power, greed. And they go after them. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: That's absolutely now,
1: correct. Yeah. Now, now, Cindy, before we go off on another subject, to, while we're covering the uh, you know the popularity of ghost hunting nowadays, is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with? Any kind of you know words of wisdom? You know, things to do, not to do before we go off onto uh, another subject.
0: Well, yes. Okay. First of all. You have to, on an investigation, you can't have more than four people, okay?
1: All right, why is that? Tell
0: tell us about that. What is the reason behind that? Because for one thing, these people, if they're out of your sight, when you start to review evidence, it corrupts the evidence. You have to have everyone in sight all the time. Also, too many people, there's too many energies going on, okay? Okay. There's too much um, emotion from the people. You you need just a core, three to four people, and you stay together the whole time. Because you can't have someone downstairs doing ghost hunting, and you're upstairs doing ghost hunting. Because I can tell you, people, that voices and whispers come through the vents in (laughs) homes. And people think, oh, I heard this, but it's basically someone in another part of the house. It doesn't even have to be – it can be a one-story house. My house, I can – happen happens all the time. I can hear people talking through the bits. And so you've got to know for your own evidence that that room is completely empty. You can't – I mean, because if you have people running all over the place, you can never – not as well throw your evidence in the trash. It's too contaminated, so you don't need these big teams,
2: right? And and when you, you go out to- ghost hunting, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think we've already agreed on this a long time, because we we work on a couple of investigations, Cindy and myself and and our other group. Um, but I I always require that there are pairs of people going. You have to go with somebody because it's it's a safety it's the safety reasons. You, you don't want to go out by yourself. Um, right. If something happens to oh, you. Oh, don't get hurt. ever
0: go. Right. Yeah, you don't need ever somebody go ghost hunting by yourself. Never. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that's first of all. Never. It's too dangerous. It's too physically dangerous because a lot of these places that people go to are run down or they're out in the middle of the woods. It's, you know, it's just not a good idea. You have these people in sight all the time. So, therefore, you know the house is empty. If you hear somebody running upstairs, you know there's only the three or four of you standing there. Yep. <laughs> and there's not another investigator. And I'm sorry. I mean, this is going to probably rub a lot of people wrong. But when they have these entertainment, and I call them entertainment ghost hunters, where they pay whatever, ten, hundred, two hundred dollars $200. And you have all these people running through houses and things. You cannot do an investigation that way. That is basically entertainment. Um, that is not for a serious for serious ghost hunters. And I'm sorry, because there's just absolutely so many people running around. The energy is so contaminated. Because when you go in these places, the G3, you have to pay attention to the energy in the house, the energy in the environment. With people running all over the place and everything, you can't, the energy, you can't pay attention to the energy because it's contaminated. Also, anything you'll get on a voice recorder, even a, you know, I've seen people that a guy was standing in the corner and nobody saw him because it was dark, and they thought they had a full of uh, apparition, and it was just another <laughs> one of the, right, yeah. it's another one of the investigators. Now, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with those big ghost hunts for entertainment only, but for serious, and also, you can't go into these investigations angry, depressed, any of these emotions, if you feel that way that day, then you need to bow out because, like, like Brian said, you draw to you what you are. And even if that's not how a kind of person you are, if you go to these places that are active and you are depressed and angry and, and, anxi- and have anxiety, this is what you're going to draw to you. Yep. So you have to be calm. You have to be calm. You have to be confident. You have to surround yourself with the white light. And there are, to be honest, this is not easy. I would say that 90% of the people cannot do this, okay? Because it's very, one thing, it's very draining, okay? Um, When I do an investigation, I'm literally, go up, have been, life has been drained out of me. And this is what these real investigations will do to you. I mean, you literally feel like that you run ten marathons. (laughs) Oh, and that's how intense it is. And most people are not prepared for this. And this ghost thing about the ghost hunting shows is: first, they're fake. Okay, Um, I just—it's unbelievable how fake these things are. And second, it makes it look like that anybody can just pick up a voice recorder and, and start. You know, investigating, and that's absolutely not true. You have to pair yourself. You have to want. You can't go into this like this is a game or entertainment because you all you guys are right. You can go in here and you can bring this negative energy back to your home. You could wind up um, with kids acting out. You could wind up with a divorce, and you have no idea what's even going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, there there are people that that have been hurt by these spirits, too. They're physically hurt. There are spirits that have been known, it's been documented, you can look them up, um, that people can't breathe. And they literally get crushed from the inside from some of these spirits by grabbing their, their chest or pounding on them or burning them. And it just appears out of nowhere and it... You know, you go to a doctor and like, how did this happen? What were you doing? I was just standing there. I, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was choking. Guess what? You were being choked. Um, and you can physically, there there are investigators that have died from this. Um, and th- those people are also available on the Internet if you want to look them up. So you have to take it very, very serious. Don't go yes. out negative, and, you know.
0: No, in, in anyway, anyway, and like I said, you have to think long and hard. If you want to do this, because, like I said earlier, when you open up the abyss, the abyss opens up to you. You have to be prepared for the paranormal activity that will start to surround you, what I call strange incidents. And this is a, this is an open secret in these fields. Epology, crypto, it doesn't matter. Um, serious investigators will... Ha, this will happen. They will start having all kinds of strange experiences. They will start, is their hunt on paranormal? And they will start seeing things they never saw before. A lot of investigators quit for this very reason.
2: I started seeing things in my they place because it field. was haunted. <laughs> it still is. Right. But, yeah. Right. But it, they, I mean,
0: yeah. they leave the field. I mean, leave the field. This is. And this just happens constantly, you guys. I mean, we've all heard. I mean, I'm older than you guys, but I've been doing this a long time. There'll be somebody come along and uh, has good research, and all of a sudden they're gone. It's because they didn't want their families, they didn't want their mothers, they didn't want their children to be exposed to the unknown. And you know, I don't, I don't, I can't believe, I can't. Don't sorry, I can understand that because when I, my children are growing up. I did not do hauntings. I would do readings when people were desperately needing one, but I would, did not go to, I would go, people would have me ask me to come and uh, look at their houses for, they got it to make sure it was didn't have a lot of it, bad energy in it, but I absolutely did not do any heavy, heavy paranormal activity. Yep. because I didn't want to bring it back, and it's just too intense. I have been in and out of the field many times because the intensity is just too much to take.
2: I'll give you, I'll give you an example it, of her intensity. Um, there was one time where um, we were planning an investigation. We were talking about it, and we were talking about going to uh, specific tunnels in uh, Rockland County, New York, and we just talked about it, and the next day, we, uh, we get a phone call. Uh, our, our, our Al from the group I'm with, um, gets a phone call from Cindy. Where are you going? And he's like, what are you talking about? Where are you going? Don't go there. And she started describing the tunnels. And the, the entity that she came across in there and described him perfectly was basically a Wendigo. Um, antlers, disgusting creature. She got up in the <laughs> in the middle of the night. Um, if, am I correct that you got up in the middle of the night? She literally salted her her property.
0: Yes, I did, because um, I did not know where they were going, and I had this dream, but basically um, it was very, very vivid. I was in these tunnels, and I had no idea where they were going, and I could see beer cans, and you know, laying around, cigarette butts, uh, graffiti on the walls. Well, I'm just, and in the dream, see, a lot of times I know what's going on, and I'm saying, why and I in this dream? Why am I here? About this time, this entity just popped up and was nose to nose to me, just in an instant. It's I'm not mind telling you. It scared the you know what out of me. Yep. <laughs> and I'm looking at this thing, and he said, and it says, "Get out." Well, I woke up and got out, and I told him, I said, "You you can't go there. There's." I don't know what's there, but there's something they don't
2: want you there. This was a warning dream. Yep. To me, and to we haven't gone there yet. We have we we, we haven't gone there. <laughs> um, right. I I I'm, I'm, I I avoid places like that for the most part. I mean, I know a lot of people. You're going to jump in on this, and I yes, I do do investigations, but I have a threshold and I have a list where it's above my pay grade. Um, and this was way above my pay grade. If someone is telling you or some entity is contacting you while you're sleeping, they are aware of what you're aware of. It's a good idea. Don't go.
0: That's right. Now, you know, most, a lot of times dreams are dreams, but we will get warning dreams. And when you get a dream like this, you pay attention to it, because it is a warning dream, and that's what this was. This was a warning to me and the team not to go anywhere near that place. They did not want us there. Yeah. And I had never seen anything like this before. I mean, this was like a skeleton face that, um, you know, it had hair on it. I mean, it was very, very scary. So and i I told all of them I know there are kids going and playing and drinking and that thing, and they need to close that completely off, yep, because the entities in those things do not want anybody in there, and I really feel sorry for any of these kids or people that are going into that area into those um and I had no idea that's another thing if you guys use a socket. What I do, and whatever psychic can do, is you tell your psychic the least amount of information. I they don't I don't want Al or Brian to even tell me what the name of the place is. A lot of times I don't even know what the name of it or what it is until after the, I'm through reading it. Because you want, first of all, if there's people that, and, and believe it or not, there's a lot of people that claim they're psychics. They're really not. When you give the give people information like this they can go to online and look it up and basically people will tell them too much information well this happened here and this happened there and whatever but a real psychic does not want any input because I don't want people talking I don't want me to tell me where they are because I want my first impressions to come through to be not impressions from my mind what somebody's told me that I know these impressions are coming from the outside. So this is the way I, you know, I, like I said, so, sometimes I never even learned the name of where we were or what it was. No, you but you were spot on. It, <laughs> not if it's a house or a condo or whatever. Because um, when you, when a psychic, like if they start reading the house and tell you everything that's going to happen in there, then you begin to look for only that, only the things they say they're going to happen, um, you know, and you overlook other things. And I also, like Brian said, if you have a psychic for whatever reason, I don't care that has a negative connotation about a place that's um, not like the place, then that is your sign not to go. Okay, that's your talisman. a lot of times.
2: That's your amulet right, right well, there. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, a lot of times, you'll pick it up up before the investigation, Brian. You know you have before. If you're going to go someplace and you start getting this feeling in your gut of dread and this type of thing, then you should not go. I don't care how much fun you think it's going to be. You have to pay attention to the signs that's being shown to you. This is part of the protection. You have to have your eyes open see the signs that are sent to everybody all the time and most people do not see them because they're too wrapped up and how well am i going fix for dinner tonight and this one little treadmill in your mind. You have to stop that treadmill. You have to slow it down. You have to open your mind. You have to really see other people, really see animals, really see. And that's the way that you get off of this terrible Treadmill that we're going through all the time. Right. Um, even if, if it's just taking a walk down the street and you visualize all of these problems are, are lifted off of me, you just have to break up. And this is the same thing when you're going out haunting. If you start getting these thoughts about uh, something bad's going to happen, and all that, you got to stop that right then because you cannot go in with negative thoughts, negative energy. Also, not all hauntings are, are people that's passed over. A lot of hauntings is created by just the negative energy there. Energy never dies. So if you have a place, just a, say a home, and you've had people that fought there, their families fall. they scream, yell. This that negative energy will imprint into that home. And then more people move in there, and what happens, this negative energy, and what I mean by that is the negative the negative thoughts, you know, everybody knows what negative thoughts are. They all know what, the, uh, you know, envy, jealousy, all of this, the, this energy can basically cause paranormal. Yeah. And, and this happens a lot, a lot of this is, is this energy that causes the paranormal. And when you go into these places, you've got to, everybody can do this, stay in tune to what your gut is telling you. Always listen to your gut. Your gut is your other sense. Everybody can do it. Everybody's done it. You listen to the gut. You listen to your body. You listen to what your mind is telling you. And I'm going to bring this a little bit
2: full circle for you, Cindy, because when we started, we started talking about smudging. When you start feeling this in your gut and when you start getting ill and sick or just it's just uneasy and you can feel negativity, it's like a rainstorm coming. Um, You can feel the pressure. It's time to start doing something about it and protecting yourself and your family and your home. Take it back so you can start by smudging your home and have everybody smudge with you if you want. Um, The more power to you, it's our home. You make sure you state it. This is my home. There's nothing but love and light and goodness here. You know, and you smudge the house. Another thing you can do um, is, and I carry it on me all the time too, and I recommend this. Try it. You'll, I believe it. You'll enjoy it. Um, I take a, a, it's called kosher salt, but it's kosher sea salt. It's the same thing. Um, you can salt your home. You can put it over through the openings, right in front of the windowsills. Salt it. Salt in front of uh, of doorways. Carry a little salt in your pocket, and then put a little bit in your. In, you know, you can put some in your shoes. The kids don't even have to know it, but you can put it on them. It's a protectant. It It is a, like an amulet. It is, is actually um, on the stone side or the gem side for the most part, but that will protect you. you get got to take things back. We created a, a spray that we use for it to help people. We've gone into a lot of investigations, Ron, where you can't... Um, Burn candles or incense you can't smudge so how do you get these things out of there so we've we have a mixture um and it's it's a bunch of different um holy items and we spray it around the room and we actually use it on, on a lady's place in connecticut uh about eight months back and al was spraying it in the room and um honestly it you could literally feel the pressure break Everything seemed lighter. People right. were smiling. And I, I like it because on the scientific side of like how I operate on my investigations, I was like, this is really strange. I'd like to control this this experiment see, like, did this just really happen? But it did. We just started spraying it. People feel better. You can spray your clothing with it and um, you carry it with you. It's just a little bit more of a protectant, um, kind of like an amulet, but also maybe a talisman, which is like something to bring you luck. Um, with you on a daily basis. Right. You just keep it around.
0: Also, when you, after the investigations, this is really important, okay? When you come back home, first before you even enter your home, say these prayers. I'm um, loving light. And which, make sure your shield is on. But you can, what I do, and this works really good, no matter what your belief, is to take holy water. And put a cross. Just take your finger and make a cross over your doorway, over your windows, and anywhere you want to. If you're if you're in your bedroom and you're praying right there, make a make a cross of the windows with the holy water. This will seal your home, and nothing can follow you back. You can even use the holy water on yourself. Also, Brian is right. You can use a mixture of holy water and salt. You know, um and spray spray it yourself Oils. It's, it's very yeah it's very important though that when you come back you don't want this stuff to follow you back you and what are we talking about salt now this isn't more trouble so it's easier to use the um holy water or oil to make the cross and is salt but you absolutely can this has been used for millennium salt right. Uh, you put it outside your door, on your window fields outside, and all the openings in the home. This will seal your home from anything coming in. It's been used, like I said, for a millennium. This salt. And and, and this, what? This is a product Sorry, we, you
2: can get at any. You know, you can go down to your local uh, parish or or a church. Um, I know that Holy Water is available there, um, and you can just get some and just keep it on you, and there's plenty of people that have it. Um, you can dip a little Q-tips in it, keep it in a Ziploc bag, put it in your pocket, um, put it around your house. The kids don't have to know, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a protective device. That's right.
1: You can also find anointing oil in some places that is made with uh, frankincense and myrrh. It has a very, very nice fragrance to it. So, I mean, you could even use that as well if you wanted to go that route as form of protection as well.
2: Yep.
0: Well, you can also, the oils. yes, you can, and you can also use your amulets to do it. You can hang over the door and over your um, window these amulets because... Once you've endowed love and light and the power of love and light in these objects, whether it be a necklace, whatever, you can also seal it with those. You just hang it down your window. I mean, people may think it was weird, but you can get nice ones where it's kind of decorated, goes with your ring. And you just come in and when you wake up in the morning and you visualize energy going from amulet to amulet, making a complete shield around your home. Also, on the Internet, there are a lot of ways. You can look this up, guys, for protection. And you just do what works best for you, whatever resonates with you. And what I mean by resonates is, and that's a word that psychics and other people use. What that means is that you get connection to what you're doing in your gut. It feels right. Your gut tells you it's Right.
2: Well, that's all
0: that means. My my gut's and, telling me we're running out of time though. <laughs> okay,
2: okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, But I, I think we really,
1: we covered a lot. There's so, I mean, we could do four or five more shows on this. We could just talk about, actually, we've been on about two hours just talking about smudging and uh, amulets. And there's so many other things out there. Uh, but you are a wealth of knowledge. And I hope, I think, that this is one of those shows that can actually make a difference in the world of the paranormal. As long as a couple of people out there listening utilizes this. We might have some less stressful ghost hunts out there, and maybe a few less haunted houses because nobody's bringing things back with them,
2: and, and a few and a lot more nicer people. Um, yeah, we well, can, if I, you can change the world by being positive. It sounds crazy. I used to laugh at all this until I started really investigating, and you'll be surprised. Um, but I, I can't thank Cindy enough for coming on. Cindy, awesome! Thank you very much for. For bringing, coming into the goblin universe and sleeping over and staying for a that's couple right, of hours that's right
1: that's right and and cindy you know what you're gonna have to get a book out because if you could get something compiled that you know really talks about the protection that somebody has to to utilize in the world of the paranormal you know we'd love to have you back on the on the show and i think that those books would start flying off the
2: shelves Yes, yeah, Andy. Have a well, book out. Well, thank you
0: very much. <laughs> uh, well, I've thought about writing a book, but you know, I'm not much of a writer.
2: <laughs> We're working on it right now. Trust yeah. me. Um, but uh, we we it, this has been a, a great little mini series. I think it should definitely be revisited, especially around Halloween, uh, to protect yourselves. Because when you go to some of those ghosts. And haunted houses, believe it or not, you can get bad spirits there, too. Um, But we have another guest coming up because of uh, Ron and I are going to be at Ocean State Paracon, correct? That's
1: right. Who's that guest, Ron?
2: Who's our lucky guest Uh, tomorrow, uh, next week on Inside the Goblin Universe? uh,
1: That's still to be announced, my friend. Ah. Uh, Yeah, so we're working out all the kinks right now. I definitely want to get somebody on, uh, but like I said, we're we're working that out with the powers that be. I'm sure that it's a very stressful time out there, so I've uh, put in for a couple of people, but we're going to get somebody that's actually in the process of, uh, you know, one of the guys putting everything together, let us say. Awesome. Like a Paracon
2: roundtable.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Well, the, the Paracon wrangler, I think, is uh, the person <laughs> that gets all the talent together and gets the scheduling together. And hopefully by that time, which will be another week closer, that we will be able to uh, you know, get a, a list of speakers and their schedules for those that want to attend.
2: Yeah, and that's going to be great. And we're going to be, again, posting on our uh, Facebook group. We have Twitter, uh, Pinterest. I don't know why Pinterest. (laughs) Um, We'll just (laughs) pin it up on the wall for you. Um, We've got everything, almost anything out there. Just look up for Inside the Goblin Universe or uh, the acronym ITGU, and you'll find us. And uh, remember that 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 actually Ron uh, will be presenting also up there at the uh, Paracon July fifteenth and the sixteenth up in Rhode Island. Um, that's right. And I'll be there. I'm going. This is my first paranormal event. Um, it should be pretty interesting. Um, if I don't come back alive, that's where I <laughs> I didn't make it. Look for me. Look for my spirit. Um, <laughs> but I think it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. I think.
1: Oh I guarantee it shall be and uh we'll talk a little bit about that more uh about about that next week and again Cindy we could not we could not thank you enough for coming into the goblin universe and and anybody that's actually going to be entering that goblin universe with us or by themselves stay safe and stay strong stay united and don't forget to uh cover yourself in that bubble of white light yes Hey, for for Brian Bowden and Ronald Murphy for UK Paranormals inside the Goblin Universe, we'll say goodbye until next week.